Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Trek. Hello, everyone. We bring you tunes and terror. And that's what I heard. <laughs> that's, I think that's what we do anyway. <laughs> uh, and this week we are bringing you the tunes. Specifically, this one is going to be a behind the track. Yes, we got some awesome feedback for our first kind of like trial at behind the track where we did Circle Box. Circle, circle Box? box. <laughs> ah, yes, the classic. Uh, everyone knows that band, Circle Box. Oh my God. You see how fast dyslexia works? <laughs> Spirit, we did Spirit Box Circle with me. Yeah. God, God Dave, yeah. Um, yeah, people really enjoyed it, which is really cool. Yeah, we got some really lovely feedback. And I think yeah. it's I think it's like a really cool thing, uh, like that other people are like-minded uh, mm. in, in relation to us, that it's really cool to like know a little bit more about something that you already love. Like if you if you uh, know a little bit more about like Circle with Me by Spirit Box, mm -hmm. suddenly it can bring like a completely new dynamic to that song. Like it brings something different than what it brought before. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a brand new kind of like essence of respect or love, or you yeah. understand the song on a different level. Because I, I thought that song was all about witchcraft, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as somebody that also struggles with like. Um, what's the word again? Uh, imposter syndrome. Oh, that's it. Imposter syndrome, anxiety and all that. It made me understand the song and like relate to the song in a different way. Mm. But do check that episode out if you haven't before. But you have stumbled across another episode of Behind the Track. Yeah. And today is my episode, you lucky warts. <laughs> that's it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're, Amelia is going to be taking us behind the track, telling us the inside scoop learning a little bit more about what the song meant uh, to uh, the, the the songwriter. Yeah. You know, figuring out the cool stuff about the songs that you wanted to know, or rather what we wanted to know, because it's our show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's really cool. We spoke about this in episode one, but we will be covering all genres of music because um, songwriting is an art form, producing is an art form, yeah. all of that stuff. And we really want to highlight just, we are rock and metal kids, but there's loads of amazing songwriters that that songwrite for loads of different genres of music. So mm -hmm. we don't, as long as we know the song, we will talk about it. And if there's a story to be told, we will be telling it. Yeah, and, and like, and to be fair, like, uh, I guess it's worth, uh, it's, it's worth saying that I, I I can be a little bit. Uh, I'm. I'm not as eclectic as Amelia is with, with regards mm. to what I listen to. Not. I'm not ashamed to admit that necessarily. However, I do think that something that's really important for me is the message behind the music. So, this this kind of exercise of looking behind the tracks makes me want to listen to what we're talking about even more even if it's not something I've necessarily considered listening to in the past or maybe have written off in the past when I was like a moody metal teenager going like, ooh, metal's great, nothing but metal, beer. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, there, there might be another genre of music out there that I haven't considered listening to or haven't given the opportunity in mm. which I, I'm, I will because I understand it better. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I think... I mentioned last episode about my friend who is like out and out metal kid who was listening to like Samba in his car. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, like don't 
don't get it twisted now um so yeah it's it's, it's really good and that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this but anyway today on my episode <laughs> yes Amelia's in the chair now yes we're gonna be talking about hey ya by outcasts hey until he falls off his gums <laughs> um <laughs> falls off his gums <laughs> Hey, y'all from Outcast. Now, a bit about Outcast if you did not know about them. So, Outcast was an American hip hop duo formed in 1992 in Georgia, consisting of two Atlanta based rappers, Andre 3000, who went on to play Jimi Hendrix in an awful biopic film, but that's a different story. (laughs) And I didn't know that. Oh, really? No, I didn't. He he looked great. Like, he really looked like he looked (laughs) like Hendrix. Uh Like, he was a good, um, like, What's it called? Like, obviously, he didn't look exactly like him, but it was yeah, a good yeah, yeah. whatever. But he, lo- he looked great. He and looked then... great. The screenplay. To be fair, oh. I don't think Andre 3000 was bad himself. Okay. But the screenplay was just wackety whack whack, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that bad. It's just very, it's very unusual. I need to watch it again because I think I was drunk. But um, fair enough. Yes, I will watch it again. Um, and the second member of Outcast was Big Boy. He's lesser known. Andre 3000 went on to do loads of stuff. Mm. I, I really used to like Outcast. Um, Andre 3000 went on to do um, clothing lines, and he went on to do a book about being a gentleman, and he went on to work with. Um, this might not be right because it's just off the top of my head, but I think he went to do a um, a fashion line with Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, cause, really? Yeah, because Tommy oh. Hilfiger was like, I need someone to help me get down with the kids. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they must be thin. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> please don't be fat. Don't be obese, please. Shut the heel figure. Um, sorry, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> what was, um, sorry, what? Tangent so, alert. Andre 3000, and what yes. was the other guy's name? Big Boy. Big Boy. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um. So, they achieved critical acclaim and commercial success in the mid 1990s to early 2000s now the album that i remember from these guys came out in 2003 and it was like oh i don't think of i don't think i know of another band or artist correct me if i'm wrong that's done something like this Mm. so um there was a duo so obviously they're both outcast outcast but they had an album called speaker box slash the love below okay and it was really really sick to be fair it wasn't i think i just listened to speaker box but basically the album was two albums in one and both albums was each rapper like taking the lead on those Ah, songs so the love below was andre 3000's album and then speaker box was a bit more gritty a bit more like harder rapping and that was that was um big boy's album that is interesting yeah it's really really i remember getting it and um did I say I listened to Speakbox? No, I didn't. I listened to Love Below because I really liked Rose. Ah, I know you like to think you yeah, should yeah, yeah. And like, hey, y'all. Those yeah. were the songs that um, Andre 3000 took the lead on. Right. So those are like his side of the album. That is super really interesting. Yeah. And both had different like um, like styling when it came to like the pictures in, in, the, um, in the CD because they both were like 
um, Andre 3000 was like known as like the gentleman and like he dressed really dapper and like preppy. And then Big Boy was known as more like kind of grittier and like Atlanta. Right, right. That's super yeah. interesting. I mean, like the only album I can think to compare that to is In Your Honor by Foo Fighters because they did something uh, not similar, but mm. it was, it was a, I guess, a similar kind of concept where they had one album, like a double disc album. One one disc was like the heavier, kind of more electric guitar driven uh, stuff. Yeah. And then the other the other one was like acoustic. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a, a genre balance, except the way that Outkast seem to have done it is more of a a personality driven thing. Yeah, I mean, in in relation to what you're talking about, like CKY did something exactly the same. They had oh, like, right. so did Evanescence. Um, they, did they, I believe Evanescence, I think Open Door yeah. had two sides. And I think one was instrumental without Amy Lee, I think. Um, but really? yeah, I think I, I seem to remember that. Wow. That might not be true. That might be a lie. I don't even <laughs> you know. Might, I just completely <laughs> made that up. <laughs> I might be thinking of another band, but yeah, they was yeah. a band that um even like I know we're not well, we're just talking about different bands, but even like Oxide Neutrino, I remember when I was really, really young. Yeah. They did two two sides. One was instrumental if you wanted to like rap to it or whatever. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? But what what made Speakerbox and the Love Below so interesting was that there was no kind of like um they both wanted each other to shine. Yeah. And yeah. they both had conflicting kind of like musical tastes if you will okay so they thought of a way for both of them to flourish that's really interesting which is really really cool yeah i think that's a really cool way of like kind of splitting the work as well in a way yeah but, yeah uh, but but also it that that makes me understand almost in advance mm. why andre 3000 features so heavily in this song so i was like i'd never even mm. heard of like big boy before yeah 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 uh, i had heard of andre 3000 but um now understanding that context m makes it make sense because i was like is he on is he even on this song he's not on this song yeah in, exactly. in terms That's of being kind of I mean. front i don't know if he's doing anything behind yeah, yeah. But if you think of other outcast songs like um, sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, that's both of them. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, both yeah. in that, and that's their older stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, really clever, cool band. I I used to, you know, again, I don't give a fuck if I like metal and I like shit like this. I don't care. Um. Yeah, I used to. I used to love them. I used to think they were both so interesting. Hundred percent. I mean, like again, like back when I was like a little like uh metal teenager, like uh Hey Ya was definitely. Uh, and like yeah I mean Outkast I guess I never I never bought an album mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. they were definitely like a guilty pleasure like yeah. back you know back when it was kind of like uh, the gatekeepers telling you that like <laughs> Bullet from a Valentine were emo <laughs> I know I'm referencing gatekeepers for like an another time or whatever but uh -huh. um but like yeah it was like one of those things where I'd listen to them and be like hey yeah and then yeah. everyone's like Oh, like Outcast, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Outcast. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, um, it was a time. It was the best of times. <laughs> it, it was, was the, the worst, worst of times. times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is not to do with the reason or um, the uh, what's it called, the meaning of the track. I just thought yeah. this was really, really interesting. Okay. So I found something in my research that do you remember? Shake it, uh oh, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Right, so because of that little section of the song, yeah. Oh, no, thank you. Because of that little section of the song, um, it led to Polaroid d 
just gaining loads of success. Like loads of people's buying Polaroids no again way. because of that. And then because I don't know if you guys remember in the actual song, there was like a dance that went along with it. Like shake it. Oh, oh shake it. Like like you'd yeah, shake the yeah, Polaroid, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so because people thought if you shook your Polaroid, it would develop the Polaroid. It right. led to the actual pictures bleeding. Oh, no way. Yeah, so when they developed, they'd be like a bit skewy because everyone was shaking them. That's cool. Yeah, and then because that happened, sales in Polaroid ended up going down. No so it like went up for a bit when the song had its like peak of success. Wow. And then people were like, oh, I shook my Polaroid and like the pictures bled or whatever. Wow. And they're like, oh no, it's Outcast. Like, we have no affiliation with Outcast. Like they weren't paid to put us in their song or anything, but yeah. That is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I got, got to say that. I wonder if, I, yeah. Anyway, that's, mm. that's a separate topic, but I kind of wonder like if there's like a way of like doing that as a technique in film, but mm. yeah completely different conversation yes so moving on my friend yeah would you you should have the um song lyrics in front of you i do would you like to have a little peruse and see what you think the song would be about yeah um oh my i've had a little flick through mm -hmm. um i mean it sounds like um i mean like um I'm just looking at uh, the chorus. Mm, which is? Uh, hey, uh, uh-oh, hey, uh, uh-oh. Don't want to meet your daddy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just want you and my caddy. Uh-oh. Don't want to meet your mama. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm not going to... Uh-oh. I'm only just reading it now. Mm. Um, And I did not realise this was the lyric. Yeah. Um... But the third, the fourth line lyric is just want to make you come. Uh, yeah, I've never just want to make you come. Uh, oh, oh yeah. I'm I'm just being honest. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I mean, I think it feels relatively plain. Again, I'm, I'm just reading through it, but it's like about like him and a girl that he's with, like he, uh. Like he, like she loves him because in the very beginning it says she loves me so, and this I know for sure. Um, she can't stand to see me walk out the door. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like one of those things where like she like really loves him, and he isn't that bothered about, or not not necessarily like that bothered or whatever. But she like wants him to meet her parents, and he just wants to fuck essentially. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, how grotesque! But yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's he's the, like, hey, you say that shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's but that's literally like the way he's putting it across, as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. So it'd be interesting if there is a different insight in into it. Okay. Um, again, uh, like we did on the last episode uh, related to uh, behind the track, mm -hmm. you asked me this question, so I'm gonna back it back it back to you. Oh no. Um, trying to disregard the yes. research that you have yeah what were your first impressions of the song <sighs> and uh your impressions of of what the lyrics might mean again now i kind of understand what you were saying because once you know the 
meaning behind the song it's hard to kind of turn that off yeah totally also unlike the first song we covered circle with me spirit box yeah that was that's not that old this song came out 20 years ago believe it or not no way 2003 Damn. horrible right disgusting disgusting that's not yeah 20 no yeah 2003 yeah almost 20 years ago yeah so oh yeah that's it so yeah it's been a party tune for nearly 20 years Damn. and you can still go places and obviously hear it yeah um i have no idea i really can't remember i remember back in 2003 i was probably listening to things like this and then listening to metallica and whatever probably listening to like led zeppelin and i don't think i ever thought about that's why this is so interesting this concept because yeah. i don't think i ever really thought about it um yeah. i remember the music video and there was loads of there was andres 3000 uh, playing the guitar and he had like the kind of pressed hair he, he had his like silk press yeah yeah and um he was playing the guitar but then in the back there was loads of different um versions of him yeah in the was, video. yes there was like the preppy guy there was like a kind of like more edgy-ish guy and then all the girls in the audience were like oh like like Beatlemania yeah. type like Beatlemania I, type thing I did to be fair yeah sorry to cut in but oh, I, I, I did wonder about that mm. uh I like I remember like when I remember watching the music video and just being like wonder what that means but mm. I, I never mm. really thought about it to be fair and I guess like coming back to what you were just saying like it's one of those things where like unless you do look into something or yeah. or, or at least read the lyrics um it, it can be difficult to sort of speculate on what a song's about mm -hmm. without kind of fully immersing yourself in the song i guess mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely oh so yeah so so tell us no, i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited to know i'm excited to know if i'm right or wrong yes but i'm, I'm excited to know what the actual true meaning, meaning is. is well just to say when i found this out i was like oh okay really um okay. so because of the upbeat nature of the song catchy bits yeah. like sing-along chorus all that song all that song all that business obviously i guess meanings get kind of skew if mm. um so the song is actually about um people in the 2000s being in relationships when the either party don't want to be in that relationship okay so it's like an overall vibe yes ah. so you're kind of right with the relationship thing yeah but the song kind of goes from the male's perspective to the female's perspective from the male's perspective to the female's perspective ah, and okay. it's about the fact that they don't they both do not want to be in the relationship at all oh, okay. but they're both terrified of dying alone and being Damn. alone Wow, that's depressing. So the hey ya <laughs> yeah. is meant to be like, oh well, like, oh well, oh, oh well. Yeah. There's uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, but oh, 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 but I'm not comfortable, I'm not comfortable. Oh. So that's what hey ya means. It's just like, oh well, oh well. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Crazy, isn't it? So the bit that you highlighted about like, um, just want to make you come up. Oh, oh I, I'm just being honest. That's the guy saying, like, I just want to have sex. I yeah, just want to yeah, fool yeah. around. I'm not ready to meet your father. I'm not ready to meet yeah. your mom. I just want to have sex. Yeah. Um. Then all the Beyonce's and Lucy Lou's get on the floor. That apparently is just because like Charlie's Angels was around, but it is also saying that he wants like other girls, other girls, other girls, other girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not about the one person. It's kind of like, I want to 
play the field, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the female's perspective is meant to be like, thank God for mom and dad sticking to... Thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together because we don't know how. Yeah. That's meant to be the girl. Yeah. Um, and then you think you got it. Oh, you think you got it, but God, it doesn't get it when there's nothing at all. We get mm. together. Oh, we get together. But separate's always better when there's feelings involved. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what yeah, it's yeah. all about. So it's just like both being like, let's just, I don't want to die alone. I'm really freaking scared. I don't mm. want to be lonely. Um, but at the same time, like, what are you actually giving me kind of? kind of thing is I, I, I don't know i don't i don't i didn't read that bit oh, but, okay. to be honest but um yeah it's just like i don't know what's gonna happen next let's just stay together because at least we know we're not going to be lonely right even right. though we both do not want this it's easier than dying alone mm. damn the article i found was this is why hey Ya is one of the saddest upbeat songs ever. <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah. whoa yeah yeah that's what it's about yeah. crazy right yeah that is crazy that's mm -hmm. really interesting though like, yeah like i would never in a million years have necessarily taken that from it mm -hmm. um, but it makes total sense uh after you've kind of given it that um mm -hmm. context again i think that um i guess i guess it makes sense uh re revisiting the lyrics to a certain extent but um that's really interesting that it was done or, or that it was written as a kind of a thought. Yeah. Or like a, a like, you know, a, a, an observation mm -hmm. rather than like a, an internal monologue. And, and that again, makes sense when there's multiple perspectives going on in the song. I think that's really cool as well. Yeah. I mean, there are bits that I spec, I need to read up a bit more about it, but there yeah. are bits I speculate was just for like, the kind of like party nature of the song to kind of hide the real reason or the reason yeah, behind the yeah. song. Okay. Like the um now furlers, what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold, I can't hear you. That kind of call and reverse bit. Yeah. I don't know what that would mean in the you know trajectory of knowing the reason like the meaning behind the song. I'm not too sure mm. where that kind of connects. But a lot of it reading through the lyrics, I'm like, ah. Oh. And if you think about the hey art, it's like, oh well, oh well, oh it does make sense as well. Do you think do you think just as a, a speculation just off the top of my head, mm -hmm. do you think that the whole what's cooler than being cool ice cold is talking about emotional involvement? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, cause uh again, I think you were mentioning it before. Mm. Um you, you said it earlier from the uh, from the from the the female's perspective or whatever in in this mm, it was something mm. it was something like it was something like um, to do with emotional connection I think mm -hmm. um, but yeah I think it's like you know what's cooler than being called ice cold it's like oh yeah well I'll be cool about it like the relationship or whatever because uh. I don't want to meet your mum I don't want to meet your dad like I'm cool like whatever like mm. Mm -hmm. emotionally like I'm not invested kind of thing you know what I mean. That could uh, be true. That's, yeah. Again, that's my own hypothesis that I've just come up with right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's not necessarily that's not necessarily an accurate Forbatum. reflection. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, could it also be, this is very, very morbid, but as in cool, as in like cold when you're dead? Could it also be that? Maybe, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, I guess like where you're talking about it from the perspective of like, yeah. I don't want to die alone kind of thing. Mm. 
Apparently so. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah, very crazy. So there Ow. you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's the bell. It's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've that's, heard myself. So that's it. Uh, mm. I want to listen to that song now. Yeah, we'll listen to it in a minute. Yeah, I've listened to it for a long time. So no, nah, nor have I. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what we're talking about with this kind of like behind the track. There's loads of songs that have such. A, there's another one, um, Phil Collins coming in the air tonight, which I'll, I might talk about in another episode. Yeah. But there's so many songs that just have such hidden meanings that would be so sick to talk about yeah so if you did enjoy that and you'd like to follow killer track for more we are on instagram at killer.track yeah and also you can follow our individual pages or social media my lip just went really straight (laughs) (laughs) social media as well um on instagram i am clarks underscore capers on tiktok i am clarks capers and who are you Who am I? Um, I am <laughs> uh, on on Instagram. I am Al underscore Axiom uh, is my personal page. And then on TikTok, it's just the band. It's at Joanna Ray Band. So you can follow us on there for foolishness from a band perspective. Um, and yeah, if you've got any songs that you want to know more about but can't be bothered to research, send <laughs> us a send us a DM on Instagram or uh, whatnot, and uh, we'll pick it up and uh, if it's something interesting we'll talk about it on uh, the podcast that we will thank you so much for hanging out with us again and we'll see you in another episode yeah see you later bye, bye then.